There she is, there she is, there's what keeps me up at night. Oh gee whiz, oh gee whiz, there's why I can't eat a bite. Those flaming eyes, that flaming youth. Oh mister, oh sister, tell me the truth. Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is Reeling Madness. It was written by Tom Lynch, and it's included in a collection called New Tales of the Miskatonic Valley. Our game master is Tyler Hudak, and this is episode two. Our recap will be given by Jen Obertaz as her character, Professor Sybil Bentz. But before we begin, I would like to announce that we have a new patron. Brandon Reinhardt has contributed $15 a month to our club. He told me in a letter that he thinks that he watches our show more than Netflix. Thank you so much, Brendan. That being said, without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Jen? Uh, the, the, the Diary of Sybil Bentz, The Wilcox Affair, Night One, Summer 1923. I've been hired by my acquaintances and donors to Mistatonic University, Edwin and Grace Wilcox, to locate their son, Eugene. They're rather concerned because he's been attending these bacchanals thrown by Lord Vargas, Varga Zoltan and Lady Varga Ariadne, supposedly Hungarian nobility down on their luck, almost every week it seems. Scandalous stories, apparently. Drink, jazz, dancing, etc. Mrs. Wilcox believes that Lady Varga has her eye on Eugene for his money, um, a gold digger, as she put it. My associates and I, which include a PI, a lawyer, and a father and son pair from the same circles, did some research on the family, on the family and their background, as well as the, the Feds themselves. It seems they are in fact Hungarian, though their connection to nobility is extremely distant and through land rather than blood. Uh, cousin of a cousin of a aunt sort of thing. Um, one of Eugene's friends and fellow partiers, a Gordon Chexley, is a rather hard fellow to track, although a neighbor did reveal that alcohol is not the only illegal substance consumed those evenings, if you realize what I'm talking about. Regardless, we had an invitation to a party and it would be in rather bad taste to be late. The Bacchanal itself was held at an older estate on Halsey Street, rented by the Vargas, I understand, and quite recently. They've certainly gone to all lengths to add an air of elegance to the, to the place, but the lack of funds does come through at times, if you know what to look for. That being said, they spared no expense on, the, on alcohol, though we did have to pour our own, but then again, if it's not the crown and shield, I suppose my own gin and tonics work just as well. And the people, quite the eclectic guest list it seems, from all walks of life. Shop clerks, students, spiritualists, and that bore from archaeology that, had, that a waitress threw a drink at. Not to mention the society columnist, far from entry. She may be useful later. The centerpiece of the event, we would learn from a gentleman very into his cops, is the ritual of Bacchus. Lady Varga will pick a companion for the evening, and then the party will continue all night. That same fellow also mentioned that Eugene had been the last man to catch her eye. That's a bit worrisome. 
At least I was able to meet Lord Varga and confirm his ancestry. There's no mistaking that accent. And he understood me when I introduced myself in his own tongue. His story is about what, he th what we thought. Lost land and money from the war, hoping to raise funds in France to take it back, that sort of thing. Understandable, at least. And then the Lady of the Hour arrived. All right. So with that, uh, I believe, and please correct me if I'm wrong, that Thaddeus and Dr. Bentz were in the parlor uh, where they had just talked to um, uh, Zoltan and the rest of you were in the library where, where the waitress had just thrown the drink into Professor Morgan's face and <clears throat> Ariadne uh, showed up. Is that, is that correct? Am I getting everybody's locations right? Correct. Awesome. So we'll start in the library. I, as before, uh, the waitress threw the drink into Professor Morgan's face, threw, throws her uh, apron on the floor uh, and storms out after calling him a pig. He's obviously looking very embarrassed. Uh, as you follow, as your eyes follow the waitress out of the room, you see a very beautiful woman in a long silver dress step into the room, laugh and say, oh, I guess you cannot get good help these days. And with that, she introduces herself as Ariadne Varga. Yes, good help is very hard to find in these parts. I'm Garland Vandermolen. Ah, and she reaches out uh, with her hand to, to shake yours. Uh, darling, it's, it's, and she's speaking in a, a, um, uh, an accent uh, as well. Um, you know, darling, I'm so pleased that you could attend. And I, I'm sorry, have, have we met? I've met so many people lately. No, I, we we haven't met, uh, but I heard about these uh, excellent parties from a friend of mine. Uh, well, I, I'm so glad that, that you could join. I We have so many friends and so many friends willing to help us uh, after our uh, horrible, horrible uh, endeavor in, in Hungary. I, I know my uncle is trying desperately to get back, but I love Arkham. And, you know, as you can see, you know, the parties here are, are amazing. Yes, well, you, you certainly know how to throw a good one. Uh, it's a shame about your, your family's most recent misfortunes. Uh, well, most recent, it's, you know, it's been a couple years, of, of course. You know, I was but a girl of 18 when we had to escape from uh, all the, the terror that was going. Fortunately, my uncle was able to, to help us out. But, but let's not talk about, uh, let's not talk about, you know, bad stuff. Let's, we're here to enjoy the revelry. Uh, and with that, she turns uh, to Her Harvey and Benjamin, extends out her right hand and says, and, and you are? Um, Ben uh, Armand. Ah, Mr. Armand, it's so good to meet you. Oh, thank you. And you, sir? Harvey Belvedere. Oh, it's Harvey, it's, it's so good to meet you, too. Uh, the three of you give me no rolls. That is a hard. Wait, no. A 33 is a hard success. Yeah, so hard. Okay, and Harvey? A standard pass. So um, all of you, uh, as she, you know, when she greeted each one of you, she re uh, reached out her right hand to shake uh, um, 
to, to shake your hands. Uh, but something kind of sticks out in your mind and you realize you, you don't know where you've heard this, uh, but it should have been her left hand. Uh, etiquette dictates that it should have been her left hand that she shook your hand with, not not her right. Hmm. But with that, she, uh, you know, she, you know, starts making, you know, small talk with you, looking around the room. Uh, you know, uh, there are still, you know, the others in the room. If you recall, uh, you know, Professor Morgan was in there. He's kind of slumped into the corner and is slowly making his way out. Uh, there were two others in, or two other groups in the room. There were the three men who were talking baseball, as well as a pair of gentlemen uh, standing kind of off the side uh, drinking. Um, and, you know, as she's talking to you, uh, she says, oh, if, if you'll please excuse me, you know, the, the time is getting near for uh, our, bar, our Bacchanal. Since you haven't been here before, I, I look forward to you enjoying this. But please, I, I have more guests to get to. Oh, if... I was just, I was just most intrigued by your choice of a uh, of a Greek uh, classical theming to your oh. to your event. Uh, oh, thank you. I think it's quite charming. My my father is quite uh, into the Greek classics. Um, if you have a chance to run into him, he's around here somewhere. I think he'd love to chat with you. Yes, absolutely. I would love to chat with him too. Uh, if he was into the, uh, if he is into the Greek classics, you know, as was my mother, uh, who who gave me the name Ariadne and who taught me about the Greek mythology and literature and kind of became a love uh, for me. So, question for the GM. Yes. Um, what you said previously. Do you mean that it's customary for an American woman to give her left hand. And we might think that, well, she's Hungarian, maybe their customs are different. Or do we think, wait, that's, she's using a man's right hand instead of a. That is a good question. We'll, we'll say that you think um, that um, the, the, the tradition is for, um, on the American side to uh, shake with your uh, left hand. And so it could be but that just be Hungarian. it could just be that she's Hungarian, or it also could be that uh, she, you know, just doesn't know what proper etiquette is as somebody in her station in life might, should have known. Okay. We'll also, ask Sybil later because she'll probably know. That's true. Dr. Dr. Benz would know these sorts of things. Uh, the the choice of entertainment for the evening, as I've as I guess we've kind of gathered, uh, doesn't seem up to Western standards of decorum, either. Are you saying this to her? No, I, after she's she's walked away. Obviously, at this point. So. Yeah. Yes, loud piano. You mean? <laughs> And with that, you know, in the, the room next to you, the sitting room, which is just, I guess, to the south of you, that uh, you, you absolutely hear the piano, you know, continue to strike up. It's a very, you know, jazzy tune, uh, popular tune that, that has been, uh, been playing. The, in fact, the, um, the pianist, you know, constantly, you know, you can hear him going from tune to tune and, and everybody seems to be, you know, enjoying themselves. Kind of moving over to the parlor. Uh, where Thaddeus, uh, Dr. Bentz, and uh, of course, uh, still attached to his arm, to Thaddeus's arm, uh, Glenda Barr, uh, or Bear, uh, you know, she's uh, you know, pulling herself, you know, continually close to you, you know, if you try to step away to go get something, you know, she kind of attaches herself uh, to you. Um, 
uh, you know, Zoltan was in the room. He has excused himself uh, to go talk to other guests uh, and has made his way uh, out of the room uh, toward into the foyer. Uh, also in the parlor, um, if you recall, are uh, two couples. Uh, they are kind of sitting in the southwest corner on a table. Uh, and then there is a gentleman in kind of the north uh, northwest corner uh, right next to the door that goes to the room uh, north of you, which from looking in here looks like a dining room with a number of couples dancing. And you can hear music coming from, from there as well. Not as loud as a piano, but you definitely hear music. Um, you did notice that when Zoltan came into the room, the gentleman who was kind of sitting off by himself kind of perked up a little bit and um, made, you know, started to make his way towards Zoltan, but then Zoltan came to you and started talking. So he kind of shrunk back into his corner. That fellow, was he, how was he dressed? Um, he's uh, dressed, uh, you know, nicely, but not expensively. So, he, you know, he, he's wearing a, a nice suit. It's probably a hand-me-down suit or one that he's had for a while. He's kind of standing and, in the corner uh, with, a, with a drink. Did he look, did he look, uh, dejected when Zoltan passed him over or just resigned or did he try to cover it? Um, give me a psychology rule. You can as well, Dr. Benz. Uh, I am not a keen observer of human nature, unfortunately. Fail. 64 out of 60. <clears throat> oh, unfortunately, you, you, you can't really tell. The, the best that you can tell is, you know, he wanted to talk to Zoltan for some reason, uh, but you can't tell if he was dejected or if he was upset or, you know, any reason, you know, why, just from, from looking at him. Um, Rather hard to read. Uh, and the other two couples, there. I know there's a table in this room. Are they at the table? Are they? Are the two couples chatting, or are they two separate couples? They're two couples chatting together. Glenda, mm -hmm. um, do you know any of those uh, those four? Oh yes, uh, and she kind of turns around and goes, "Yes, those are. I believe that's a Mr. Hardwick and Mr. Douglas with their wives. I, I apologize, I don't remember their names. Uh, I believe that." They own, um, they, they own something in, in town. I, I can't remember. It was, when they explained it to me, it was quite boring. Uh, and so I just, you know, it, it went out of my head. And Keeper, as a, a well-to-do fellow, do I know the Hardwick or Douglas families? Um, you know, I would say that you do. Uh, you know that they are partners in a uh, uh, cartridge firm uh, within uh, Arkham, uh, and with that, you know they're they're not a super uh, uh, wealthy uh, couple, but they're you know it's kind of one of these uh, businesses that that's kind of up and coming. Uh, yeah, not elite, but they make money. Exactly. Exactly. Um, With uh, that, uh, Glenda starts kind of pulling at your arm and um, whining a little bit, uh, saying, "Thaddeus, I'm 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 hungry. There's food in the next room. Please, let's let's go get something to eat. I'm starting to become famished." Of course, Glenda. Let's uh, let's see what we can find. And she like starts walking, half walking, half pulling you into the the room uh, next to you uh, to the north, which is the the dining room. Uh, Doctor Bench, are you going to follow or? I'm glancing back at Dr. Benz. I'm like, should I introduce you or do you want to 
stand can be like what's the hmm. I almost want to see if I, if I can talk to that fellow by himself because I certainly don't want to in, in, interrupt Harvard and Douglas with their wives. Okay. Um, if nothing else, maybe get some information about who he is. Maybe not why he wants to talk to Zoltan, but I can at least figure out like some information about him if nothing else. Okay, yeah. So uh, you start heading towards there. Uh, Thaddeus, are you letting Glenda kind of pull you along? Yeah. Okay. I'm on the Glenda ride for now. Okay. <laughs> I like that. All right, uh, jumping back over to the the library, the three of you are in there. Uh, what would you like to do? I think I'd like to start As following her into the other room. Okay. So go ahead, Stuart. I would. Oh, sure. I would like to pursue the lady that uh, threw the drink in the gentleman's face and stormed out, I wanna make sure she's okay and find out maybe what's going on. My intent was to do that, but I was intercepted by Adriani when she came down the stairs. So after I spoke with her and she started going away, my was to carry on after the lady who okay. stormed out. Okay, all right. And what would uh, Garland like to do? Still haven't spotted Eugene, and he wasn't with Ariadne. Um. Not yet. Uh, I mean, looking looking around, you know, in the the library, you know, it's kind of what I described in the sitting room. Um, you know, it's the the piano player. There are the the two gentlemen uh, that uh, you had talked to. The two kind of drunk gentlemen, uh, Stuart Portman and Bartholomew Apley. They're they're kind of sitting there as well. Um, however, the, the two women that were talking um, to Gerhard Vinch uh, in the conservatory uh, when you first started talking to him and kind of walked away, they're kind of in the sitting room as well. But but those are really all the people that you can see. I'll I'll go over to those two. <clears throat> okay. Um, I. I'm sorry for interrupting your your conversation back in the conservatory. That was not my intention. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. That's that's okay. You know, one uh, one of the they're, they're both you know uh, blonde uh, ladies. Um, one of them, you know, looks at you, uh, and you know, no need to apologize. You know, everybody here is is here to uh, have fun and uh, you know enjoy talking to each other. And they introduce themselves as to Lorraine and uh, Laura. Are you a friend of Ariadne? Uh, no, I just had the pleasure of meeting her. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm friends with others who have, who have come to these, these parties recently, and I decided the invitation says I come one, come all, and I think I'm included in that. So oh, well, excited to see. That, that's great. I'm so glad that you were able to come. Uh, you know, it's been an exciting couple parties. The, the, we, we've been coming for three or, or four weeks now, and, you know, it's been very exciting. You know, every, every time we, we're here, uh, you know, something interesting happens. Yes, it seems to be, a, well, quite the assortment of people. It is, it is. Uh, and, you know, with uh, Gerhard, he provides some entertainment and uh, with the piano and you know, it, with the drinks and the food. I mean, you can't get any better than this during this time. Yes, they seem to be uh, go all out for these lavish affairs. Their uh, selection of drinks is uh, most yeah, impressive. It, it, it is, it is. You know, un unfortunately, I think that um, it's we're not going to have the same level of entertainment as last week, given what happened. Uh, Lorraine says this and and Laura kind of 
gives her a little bit of look like a you know a sheepish look uh uh, and for a second, not not really sure how to respond. And then she finally says, yes, you know, with that, it's, you know, last week was, was quite interesting. I'm sure Gerhard told you uh, when, when you were talking to him. Uh, I don't believe he mentioned anything about last week. Oh, well, with that, Lorraine says it, it was so weird. And, and Laura responds, yes, l- l- like in a movie. Uh, have, uh, are you familiar with with what Gerhard does? Did, did he explain that? Yes, he he says that he uh, talks with spirits. Oh yes, absolutely. And last last week we had set up uh, a a seance. We we had uh, you know pulled together. Everybody had sat around a table. Uh, we had dimmed the lights, turned on candles, and you know uh, Gerhard was attempting to to contact uh, a number of different uh, uh, ghosts or or those from the dead. Uh, it was a great lark uh, and until until the end. Uh, Lorian is saying this, and and Laura just is nodding the whole time uh, yes it was it was so weird uh you know everything was going fine um, you know, uh, Ariadne had asked Gerhardt to try and contact her dead mother back in Hungary we were all so excited to, to see if he would be able to do that uh, and everything was going fine but then Gerhardt he started to growl ma- making awful noises and the other one pipes up uh almost like he was choking on something <clears throat> And Lorraine, you know, kind of is is, is playing off of this uh, a little bit, and she says yes. And then Ariadne, she she began screaming, and she she fell out of her chair. It was it was hor- it was actually terrifying. And with this, she she grabs your arm uh, a little bit, kind of squeezes it. Uh, it was terrifying. Um, she was you know trying to get up, uh, trying to get out from under the table. She had, it was like writhing on the on the floor, um, as if she was horrified by something. Um, uh, Gerhard himself, he, he tried to stand up uh, and then he just vomited everywhere before falling to his knees. Um, and, you know, uh, Lorraine uh, continues on. Uh, Zoltan, he, he was very cross. Uh, he was yelling at Gerhard. Uh, however, you know, with, within a couple minutes, uh, everybody had, you know, recovered. Uh, but unfortunately, that was the end of the evening. Uh, I, I do believe that we will uh, probably not see that again uh, this uh, um, this week. You know, the table has not been set up, unfortunately. And, you know, because of that, uh, it's, it's not going to be as fun as last week, but, you know, it will make for an interesting story. Oh, it certainly already is an interesting story. Uh, it was, and Lauren continues, it, it's too bad. You know, I was next. I wanted to talk to my dead uncle Rudolph and ask him where he hid the million dollars. And with that, she kind of pokes Laura a little bit jokingly. Yes, it's a, I suppose there'd always be a long line to talk to the dead. Absolutely. And your, your um, conversation continues on for uh, a minute or two. Uh, so, um, Benjamin is uh, in the library still. What was he planning on doing? Um, I, I'm, I'm just going to sort of eavesdrop on things that everybody else is saying. <clears throat> if I can hear any stories about what this Bacchanal is, I'm, I'm scared to death that we're all going to have to take off our clothes. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, it, you know, as you are in there, you know, you're not really... You know, you don't really hear anything uh, along those lines. Uh, the three men are just really talking about sports, about baseball. Uh, the other two men, uh, you do kind of hear them, you know, call each other Edwin and Andreas. 
from their conversations, you you kind of get the idea that they are in um, kind of the uh, they they deal in in the fine arts. You know, one of them, uh, you believe his name is Ed, uh, the one whose name is Edwin. Uh, you think he's a rare books owner because he he's, he's talking a little bit about the books in there. The other one, Andreas, you. Uh, from you know eavesdropping on the conversation it sounds like he owns an art gallery because he mentions how he has uh loaned some of his work to zoltan to to put in the house uh you know in order to decorate it uh, a little bit what uh what time is it according to my watch uh it is getting towards uh a little bit later in the evening i will say about you know coming up on 10 o'clock okay now this Bacchanal thing is supposed to be at midnight. Uh, roughly, yes, roughly. Okay. So if I find the conversation not to be productive, I'm going to see about wandering around other parts of the house. Maybe okay. I'll wander upstairs. Okay. Uh, so you you start heading out uh, towards that way to to the foyer room through the sitting room uh, into the the foyer. Uh, as you do that, uh, Mr. Uh, Belvedere, what is what is Harvey doing? Uh, pursuing the lady who was uh, got upset and stormed off. I want to know if she's okay and see what that was all about. Maybe I can help at all. Uh, so you know, she as she's storming out, you know, she she you you kind of follow her. She makes it to the foyer uh, to the the front stairs, and that's kind of where you catch up with her. Uh, what what are you going to do in order to kind of get her attention? Or oh, excuse excuse me, Miss. I'm I'm terribly sorry to 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 see such a terrible treatment of you back there. Is there anything I can possibly do to help? She she looks a little bit um you know shocked that that you, you, uh, you're you've stopped her and and you're talking to her. Um, she you know at first she's like oh, no I'm I'm fine I'm sorry I I just need to, I need to leave. And with that, she kind of you know makes to turn around and, and start leaving again. Is, is and I kind of step forward with her and in a lower voice is uh, uh, they they weren't they weren't doing anything. Uh, were, were they being you know were they treating you terribly or? Uh, give me a. Uh, I think this would be charm or persuade, uh, whatever you have highest in. Excellent. Ooh, that might work. 29. Does that do anything? 29 charm. Uh, persuade. Oh, persuade. Yeah, I'm a lawyer. Right. I've got that. <laughs> I, I got a hard success. Uh, with, with the tone of you asking uh, or the way that you're asking and – uh, you know, just kind of, you know, reaching out to her, she kind of, you know, breaks down a, a little bit, you know, you, you see the tears welling up in her eyes and she goes, no, 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 it, it wasn't the bargains. They, they've been very nice to me. It was that, that damn man, that, that professor Morgan, uh, he's just, he, he's one of my professors and we've, we've had a, and she kind of gets a little bit, you know, pink around the cheeks, uh, a little bit embarrassed. We've had a inappropriate relationship that, that he, uh, uh, cut off. Uh, and, and because of that, he just, I feel like, you know, I, I, I feel used. It is what it is. I just, I just can't be around him. I can't be around this house anymore. I'm sorry to, to, to hear that. That does sound like a, a difficult situation. Well, um, do you, 
do you need a cab called or? Oh, no, thank you. I I have a friend uh, who was planning on picking me up anyways. I'm, uh, I will just uh, call her and, and she'll help me get home. I, I appreciate Mr. Oh, Mr. Belvedere, Harvey uh, Belvedere. Uh, she says, uh, thank you. Uh, uh, my name is Dottie Harris. You know, thank you very much. I, I, I appreciate your kindness, especially with, and she kind of, you know, gives this dirty look back in the direction of the library with with that man it, it's good to know that there are there are good people still in this world thank you 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 do take care of yourself uh, yes and and with that um you know benjamin kind of uh wanders in here uh jumping back over to uh dr bentz um as thaddeus is being um more pulled uh than anything to into the dining room uh you are kind of half follow them and then you get to uh the kind of the, the corner of the parlor uh where the um the the gentleman is standing uh he doesn't really notice you there at first because he's just kind of leaning against the the corner of the room he's got a drink in his hand uh looks like he he has whiskey uh, on the rocks and so he's just kind of swirling it around just kind of half drinking it uh and it takes him you know uh, a little bit uh, a couple of seconds to realize that that you're standing in front of him may i join you oh um uh yes yeah i, I i'm sorry I, I, distracted uh he, he kind of reaches out his hand and says uh, dalton abbott <clears throat> dr sybil bentz mr mr Tond university How oh do you do? Uh, uh very well thank you and, and you um very well myself this is quite an interesting party i must say <clears throat> it is uh i've been uh this is your first time here it is um i'm here with some friends um i have to i have I, I couldn't help but notice. Uh, do you know Lord Varga? Uh, just from from the parties, uh, he he and I have have talked some, and uh, uh, obviously you know Ariadne. And, and when when he says uh, her name, his um, you can kind of tell his uh, breath quickens a little bit, as is, as if he has you know maybe a, a thing for her. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, but you know, he continues on and says, yeah, "Well, yes, and and Ariadne, you know, I, I've known them from from the parties. Uh, it's a, you know, a fascinating story uh, of you know their their escape from Hungary. It's uh, I'm somewhat of a writer my, myself. I uh, oh, are you? Um, sorry, yes, uh, you know, up and coming writer, aspiring. I, I guess you know, I haven't published anything that you've probably heard of, but uh, looking forward to um, you know writing their story. I'm hoping this is." going to be you know something that uh, I, I'm able to do. Ah, quite interesting. I happen to be a professor of Eastern European history. So if you're looking, and my specialty happens to be Hungary. So if you're looking for any context, contextual information concerning that, I might be someone you could use as a source. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and he kind of, you know, cats uh, his uh, suit, uh, reaches in and grabs a notepad and says uh, in uh, so dr bentz uh how could i reach you i give him my phone the my, my phone extension at at the u and probably my mailing address there you know oh. work stuff yeah thank you uh, i will absolutely be reaching out to you you know it's like i said it's it's a fascinating story uh with their their escape and exile from their home in hungary obviously i'll i'll have to upplay it a little bit you know bring in the romanticism bring bring in you know what the readers want to see but it makes for an amazing story i uh, have have you heard it yet um i've just spoken to lord varga as it happens i've heard some i've heard most of it but it sounds like you might know more 
Uh, well, unfortunately, no. Uh, I, I've been trying to to get a lot of the information from uh, either he or Ariadne, and unfortunately, you know, every time we we go to talk, uh, you know, something we either get interrupted or they they uh, obviously at the parties that they're, they're being pulled in multiple directions, uh, and so you know they don't have a lot of time to necessarily spend with me. I was actually hoping to talk to Zoltan uh, today and uh, you know kind of get get this in the works you know so i can start on my research of course of course um i'm not sure where he may have gotten off to but uh i'm sure if uh as it happens i, I also speak hungarian so i'm certain that if i possibly dropped a bug in his ear i might be able to get him to sit with you for a while uh, and he looks as you say that he looks very excited uh, i i would absolutely love that please do uh and i will absolutely you know make sure that i'm giving you you know full credits within within the book uh you know th this could be very exciting and he kind of continues you know kind of talking about this almost you know non-stop he starts to get very excited as you you kind of describe what you do and and you know the knowledge you have and so on Right. I, I I can't help it. It's kind of a, it, it's kind of cute. I mean, you know, academics or someone <clears throat> gushing about their background. Yeah, and and he uh, he, he continues on for for a little while. Uh, at, again, you know, he's probably you know typical guy who is just kind of excited about what he's doing. Wants wants mm -hmm. just to keep talking about it, and so he starts to, to actually you know pepper you with questions about Hungary and about the um, uh, the the area and, and uh, you know how you know this would happen and you know some of the political infighting or you know anything like that that could the history that could lead up to you know them being exiled and and so on. And I quite happily answer everything that I know about that, because this is sort of my area of expertise. And of course, you know, academics get us talking about our area and we don't shut up. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so Thaddeus, uh, as uh, you know, Dr. Benz is, is talking to uh, this gentleman, uh, <coughs> excuse me, uh, Glenda pulls you into the dining room. Uh, as you walk into the dining room, you see a very large dining room table that is filled with uh, food uh very uh, just kind of spread out you know most of them are uh things like um cold cuts uh breads although you do see a very large pot of what glenda you know immediately tells you is authentic hungarian goulash prepared by frida the maid you know she came over with them you know mm. and uh, but but as you you walk in, you know there there are two couples dancing, and in the corner is uh, a gentleman uh, running a uh, phonograph, uh, playing you know uh, some uh, modern uh, records, you know jazz things like that. But almost immediately, as you walk in, one of the couples, uh, the women, kind of whirls around and kicks you right in the shins as she's doing the Charleston. Ah, uh, oh, uh, she. Uh, she goes, oh, oh my goodness, I am so sorry. Uh, you know, please, please forgive me. I didn't see you there. Yeah, we just came in. Uh, it's interesting that the dance floor and the dining hall are in the same room. Oh, yeah, I, I'm sorry. We, we, we've just kind of set up here and you, you know how, how music uh, takes you. You know, please, are, are you okay? Yes, I'll be fine. Oh, okay. Again, I'm very, very sorry. Uh, and you know, with that, she kind of you know turns around and continues to you know go back to her dance partner. Oh. Uh, the fellow that's running the photograph. 
This is a 1923 DJ. He's just essentially got yes. Black albums on a rack, and he's keeping it cranked. Uh, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Uh, and you you would know this um, definitely. You know the looking at the uh, the phonograph that he's using. It's not something that's cheap. He's using a very expensive phonograph. Uh, the the records that he has look uh, expensive as well. So you know you're not you know th this isn't somebody who just you know kind of picked it up at the five and dime. It's you know somebody who who likely has money. Right. Um, and or, uh, so, uh, Granddad, you should leave it right. Um, do they always have dancing in here? Oh, yes, uh, almost every week. Uh, looking, uh, uh, looking, uh, uh, she looks around and says, Oh, Bobby over there, he's he's here almost every week, uh, playing his records, uh, in order and you know, they're you know, dancing breaks out. Why, why do you like to dance? And she kind of gets a little gleam in her eye. Oh, I, I have all of my feet are left. Entirely. Oh, she, um, she looks a little disappointed with that, but you know, and all these new fast, I'm, I was, you know, I'm uh, trained in the waltz sort of era. Um, I like to listen now. I like to see a live uh, act. Um, uh, anybody, have you seen anybody yet that's been one of uh, uh, Ariadne's special fellows? Oh well, you know everybody. You know is you know mo most men here are are eyeing her. Um, Hopefuls, yes, but nobody that she's chosen in the past. Not not that I have seen. You know, usually once uh, somebody uh, she chooses somebody, you know they. I, I have a feeling that, uh, and she kind of you know smiles coyishly as she says this. I, I have a feeling that you know their their heart gets broken, and so because of that, they don't. They don't come back. I mean, once the rumor is once once you've been with Ariadne, uh, it's it's difficult to when she you know, moves on. Now you're a lovely young woman. It seems oh, like you're not you. jealous. Certainly, it doesn't seem that you're jealous of Lisa for uh, captivating power over men. No, we, you know, I I find it I, I find what she does and and who she is uh, uh, interesting and exhilarating. But I, I could never do that. Uh, you know, I'm once I find my man, and with that, she kind of you know, squeezes your arm again. Once I find my man, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a one man woman, uh, and so uh, to me, this is uh, this is all fun. But you, as you know, uh, you know, the fun has to end sometimes, and you know, we need to settle down. Yeah. Uh, so uh, why don't you get yourself a plate or something? Uh, Tasty, uh, and uh, we'll make our way back to the bar. My uh, gin is looking on the dry side. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, and I'll I'll meet you in there. Uh, and with that, she kind of turns around into the dining room. You do notice though that uh, you know as you know she's pulling food out uh, from a little hallway uh, in the. Um, kind of the, the the outside wall on the north side uh there's a doorway uh somebody comes out one of the servants uh or maids or waitresses uh whatever you want to, to call them uh with a plate of food as that door swings uh you do see that you know that leads into the the kitchen mm. <clears throat> um benjamin i believe that you said that you were going to try to go upstairs that's correct Right, so I'm, I'm an investigator, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to sort of look around and make sure there's like the coast is clear, and uh, I'll grab a drink, 
and I'll go upstairs so that if somebody catches me, I can pretend to be drunk. Okay. Uh, so you start making your way uh, towards the um, into the foyer, up the stairs. I'll tell you what, give me a luck roll. 17. Oh, I'm sure that made that. Uh, you you start making your way up the, uh, the, the stairs of the foyer. Uh, as you do that, really the only people who are in there are, are Harvey and uh, talking to the one lady and the way that he's kind of positioned. She's not, either ignoring you or doesn't care. Uh, you get up to the second floor. And remember, uh, there are these stairs in the, in the center of the foyer that lead up. Um, uh, when you get up to the second floor, uh, you basically see a long hallway with a number of doors along either side. Uh, you can see along where the uh, stairs are, there's a, not necessarily a hallway, it's more like a banister that looks down into the foyer uh, from, from the second floor. I'm going to make an immediate left and head down, uh, down the hall towards the end, towards okay. one and, and three. Okay, uh, you get down there. There, but all of the all of the doors are closed. Uh, there's nothing. Um, there's nobody up here that that you can tell. Uh, in fact, it, it's as best you can tell. Nobody saw you come up either. Okay, first door I get to is one on the on the right hand side. Mm -hmm. I'll just try it and see if it's open. It is open. Uh, you open the door. It looks uh, like it is a very large uh, bedroom, probably the master bedroom. Uh, there are a couple doors that, that lead to a washroom, uh, but, you know, it's just standing at the door. That, that's really what you can see. Okay. I'll, um, I'll step inside and close the door. Okay. And start snooping around. Okay. Um, go ahead and give me a, uh, well, I, I, so, so you look around the room. Uh, you just kind of glancing around the room. You see a, a bed uh, in, in one uh, side of the room, uh, a desk. Uh, some some dressers and a table. Uh, as far as you can tell, just by looking around the room, there's there's nothing sitting out. There's no papers. There's no books or anything like that. All right. Um, I will. Um, I will. Is there like you said desk? Yes. I'll uh, I'll go over to the desk and I'll uh, I'll check to see if there's anything in the desk. Uh, you open up the desk. Uh, you do find uh, some. Uh, a writing tablet, uh, some some pens, uh, some some uh, uh, envelopes. Uh, none of them, or, or I'm sorry, the the tablet is empty. Uh, there is one uh, envelope in there. It looks like that uh, somebody has started to, to write. Based on the handwriting, you suspect that this is Zoltan's room. Okay. Um, if I take the, the pad of paper and I. I hold it up to the light. Can I see if there's any impression of writing on the top? You can. Uh, it, it does look like he had been using it at, at some point. Is there a pencil? On the oh yeah, absolutely. All right. I'm gonna take a pencil. I'm going to lightly go sideways to see if I can bring out what's <clears throat> written on the pad. Uh, give me another luck roll just to see right. you know I'm how much you're able to see. Really nosy. <laughs> I got an O six. Wow. Okay. So uh, you are able to uh, make out you know pretty pretty closely what uh, Zoltan had been writing before. It looks like he had been uh, writing a letter. 
Uh, it looks, uh, from what you can tell, it, it's to a gentleman named uh, Hal Partland in uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, and basically all the letter says is um, Thursday uh, morning, or I'm sorry, you know, Thursday afternoon, uh, the park near your office, uh, I will meet you with the $200. And that is all that it says. I'll put that carefully back where I found it and continue to snoop. I'll go over to the tables ne you know, next to the bed. Does it look like just one person sleeps in this bed? How would you, uh, you mean like, is there, I, 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 I well, see is it a big bed? It is a big bed. It's a king size bed. Okay. Uh, from, from what you can tell though, I mean, the, the bed's made, uh, I guess, you know, you, you're a detective, Probably so, so you kind of know what, what these would look like, you know, looking at the, uh, uh, the bed, um, kind of the, the impressions on the pillows, uh, you can see that it looks like, you know, two people might sleep in this bed. Uh, definitely one person, the second person, you're not necessarily as, as sure, uh, you know, maybe possibly, but it's hard to tell. Um, now I'm keeping my ears peeled. Mm -hmm. If I hear anyone, I'm going to quickly go into the bathroom. Okay. And then I'll pretend like I just got lost. And, uh, but uh, uh, anything in the the dressers next to the uh, they're not dressers, but the end tables next to the right. bed. Uh, nothing in the end tables. Uh, you know, looking in the dressers. Uh, you find, you know, men's clothes, which kind of solidifies this being uh, Zoltan's room. Right. Uh, they, you know, the, the clothes are, you know, kind of, you know, nice, ex somewhat expensive clothes, kind of what you saw him wearing uh, tonight. Okay. Or what well, you would expect. I'll give, a, I'll give a quick cursory look around, see if there's anything that stands out, anything that I might want to look at, any place where there might be hidden stuff. Uh, you don't see any anything like that. You know, you kind of do a good search around the room. You know, give me a spot hidden though. If there's if there's like a wardrobe, I'll check in the bottom of the wardrobe for a box or okay. Like that. 20, 28. That's a spot hidden. I will get new glasses soon. Spot hidden. Seventy. Yeah, I guess I did see. Yeah. That's okay, so that's at least a hard success. Yeah. Uh, so looking around the room, you um, he he does have a wardrobe. Uh, you do find it's not a hidden compartment, but it's kind of you know something tucked in the back where you open it up, and uh, there is a fairly large sum of money in kind of like a cigar box. Um, you know, if you you looking through it quickly, you would guess that you know there's probably a good one to two thousand uh, dollars in in here. Uh, in, in, in that cigar box. Um, you, you kind of do another cursory search around the room uh, because you got a hard uh, success on your spot hidden. You, you go back to the bed and you, you know, cause it's bugging you, you know, you, you know, you're, you're a good detective. Uh, you, you're trying to figure these things out and you look at kind of not the main set of pillows, but the other set of pillows. And you do find a couple hairs on there uh, that are um, brunette. Long brunette hairs. Long uh, brunette hairs. Um, Did Ariadne have long hair? She had long brunette hairs. Hmm. 
<clears throat> well, I don't think she's sleeping with her daughter, but she, he, he uncle, might, uncle, but uh, he might, you know, I don't know what goes on with his back and now maybe he gets somebody up here for himself too, but I'll keep that in mind. Right. And then I will go back over to the door and I will open it just to crack, make sure there's nobody in the hallway or coming up the stairs and then I'll slip out and close the door. Uh, you you look in the hallway. You don't see anybody. Everybody seems to still be downstairs. Okay, and I'll slip out. Okay, uh, let's jump over to Garland. Uh, Garland, you were talking to the the two blonde ladies in the I think it was the sitting room. Uh, you know your conversation kind of you know wanes and comes to an end. They it, you get the impression that they get bored very easily, uh, and so they they kind of wander around. Uh, where what else do you do? Well. Still haven't seen Eugene. I'm just ever more intrigued by the people that are coming to this party because I'm familiar enough with the high society of Arkham and this is not, this is not them, really. Um, no, you, you're right. In fact, give me a, I guess that would be a no roll. Oh, five, that's an extreme. Oh. Getting all those good rolls in, uh, yeah. You know, as you're thinking about this, you know, you're right. You, 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 you. As you look across everybody who's here, you're you're not dealing with, you know, kind of the, the cream of, of the crop. In fact, you know, you get the impression that a lot of the people here are kind of in that uh, category where they're uh, mid to to wealthy, kind of in that middle area there. The people who are trying to break into that uh, kind of upper crust, but just haven't quite got there. Or uh, that, that's kind of one category of people that you're seeing here. The other category of who you're seeing are kind of everyday, you know, normal people, for lack of a better term, who are really just trying to get a glimpse at the glamour of what they think is uh, the, the high life. Uh, since you did so well too, you've kind of noticed that the those the kind of no, normal people, uh, for the most part, as you talk to them, they're the ones that Ariadne invited. The ones that are kind of more on the wealthy side, they're the ones that Zoltan invited. Interesting. <clears throat> Uh, so you're in, in the sitting room. Do you want to uh, go anywhere else? You know, the piano's pretty loud. Um, so at this point, I'll probably um, grab a drink and head across the way over to the other side. Okay, so as as you're you're making your way across the other side, um, Harvey, uh, you know, after you you have your conversation, where uh, were you going to go? Kind of in that same general direction as well. Harvey. Sorry, I think a little chop came back. I would like to go. Uh, meander to the kitchen and see what's going on in there without going right into it i'd, I'd like to kind of hover at the entrance sort of listen in okay see if anything on out of the ordinary is going on 
Okay. So, uh, so you're in the foyer, uh, Garland, as you uh, start to kind of make your way, you see Harvey kind of go, there, there's a little bit of an entrance way behind the stairs in the foyer, uh, which leads to the, um, which leads to the kitchen. You, you know this because you've seen uh, the waitresses kind of coming in and out of that way. Uh, you see Harvey uh, start heading that way. Were you going to, uh, would you like to go with him or more towards heading towards the parlor? Those are oh, kind of your two I'll options. Keep, I'll keep heading towards the parlor. I don't okay. want to, I don't know what, what Harvey's up to and I don't want to get in his way. Sure. Uh, so you, you head into the parlor. Uh, you can see Dr. Bentz there uh, talking to uh, the one uh, gentleman, uh, Dalton Abbott in the corner. And your father at this point in time kind of walks back in uh as well um harvey as you start going back to the, the kitchen um you, you go back in there uh the the hallway only goes you know like maybe you know 20 feet or so and then it, it opens up into the kitchen the, the door is open uh as you kind of walk towards it you can see kind of the bustling of movements as there are a number of uh, people, uh, the waitresses kind of moving back and forth, making preparations, you know, making more food, uh, bringing the food in and out. Um, give me a, I think this would be a spot hidden roll. 65 out of 60, a uh, fail. Um, so, or unless you wanted to spend the five luck for that. No. Okay. Uh, so as you get closer, um, you can see, you know, people moving in and out. You do notice though that uh, one there, there is uh, a couple doors in there. There's definitely a door that goes out onto uh, the back of the house, uh, you know, outside of the house. Uh, and then there's another door that seems to be closed to the right of the door. As soon as you step into the kitchen, or as you can see this, as you would step into the kitchen, uh, it that seems to be uh, shut. Although every once in a while, you can kind of see this like hazy smoke coming out from under the door there. Hmm. Interesting. Does does it seem like how, how bizarre? And no one is paying any particular attention to it. No. In fact, uh, as you watch this, you can see how some of the waitresses, uh, as they walk past it, they kind of wrinkle their nose as if it's a very um, distasteful smell. Am I getting wafts of it? Does it just smell like like cooking meat or something? Or? Uh, are you going closer into the kitchen? I'm imagining right now you're in the hallway. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll I'll step in. Okay. So you you walk into the kitchen and yeah, as you get closer, you kind of smell this acrid uh, smoke. Um, you would definitely know that this is uh, the smells of marijuana. Uh, in fact, as you kind of step in, the door there uh, opens up and a, a man walks in, a young man in his uh, early 20s, very red uh, eyes uh, and just kind of looks around. He's kind of got this, you know, goofy smile on his face. He, he looks at you and says, oh, hey, uh, would you like to get hopped up? Ooh, that does sound tempting. Uh, maybe a little later. 
Uh, Where would I go for such a wonderful journey? Oh, he's like, oh, you got to come down. He can't uh, lifts up uh, this little, uh, um, you know, baggie with uh, some some dried green herbs. Uh, It's a a small paper bag. It wouldn't be plastic at this time. Um, And he says, oh, well, you know, if you want, Eugene and I are in the basement. Just, Just come down. Everybody's everybody's welcome. Oh, right. Down the basement. How do I get down to the basement? Oh, just just right through here. He kind of turns around and you kind of tell his balance is a little bit off. Uh, He goes, oh, just just down this way. And and with that, he just kind of, you know, not even, you know, acknowledging any other conversation. He just continues back down the stairs. (laughs) All right. Okay. I will just move on and exit the kitchen. So you can go back the way you came, or you can kind of go through that and into the dining room. Uh, so, so far, everybody else uh, seems to have, uh, except for uh, I Benjamin. I will go uh, out the other way. Okay, so you can kind of go through the other way. That leads you into the dining room. You see, uh, the, the like I described before, the, the big table of food, the couples dancing, um, the, the person running the, uh, the phonograph. And through there, through the southern door, you can look into the parlor. You see Dr. Bentz, you see Thaddeus and Garland um, uh, in, in there. Okay, I will just fix myself another glass of water. Okay. And uh, make it sort of look like a cocktail and uh, start arching around looking for uh, Ben. Okay. Um, Ben, uh, at this point, you've come out, you've done your searching upstairs, uh, you peek out through the door, you don't see anybody, so you are in, you're able to go into the hallway. All right, I'll go into the hallway. And then I'll go down a little farther towards the next door, which I think is three. Okay. Uh, you open that door. Uh, yeah. It looks to be another bedroom. Uh, much smaller than before. A smaller bed, a smaller uh, dr- uh, dresser. There, there is a nightstand. Uh, Still no noise, so um, there's no... I, I'm also anticipating there might be some partying going on up here. But... Uh, um, yeah, I'll I'll peek inside. Does this look like possibly Ariadne's room? No, it, it, it looks um, too small to be Ariadne's room. Okay. Um, if you had to guess, maybe it's uh, either a guest room or more likely it's it's the maid Frida's room. Oh, she looked rather intimidating. She could snap my neck. Um, <laughs> I, uh, if it looks like it might be the maid's room, for some reason, I don't think I'll go in there. Okay. I think I'll, uh, I have no reason to suspect <clears throat> the maid. Um, unless glancing around, I notice something obvious. Uh, I will. Uh, you know, give me a spot hidden. You know, let's see if you if you see anything. Oh, that's a sixty-four. What is my spot hidden? Seventy. So, yeah, I barely passed. You you don't see much uh, around the room. Uh, you know, there's you know a bed. There's you know there's some uh, dirty clothes kind of you know hung over a chair uh, on the nightstand. You do see there's a magazine uh, lying next to the bed. Uh, but other than that, uh, you don't see anything. I don't see anything out of place like artwork hanging on the walls in the main no. room. 
Yeah. No, in, in fact, the, the walls are, are bare. Bare. Okay. So I will turn around and I will uh, start going back towards the center and then towards the other bedrooms. Okay. Uh, as you start going down the, um, the, the hallway, you, you have to pass in front of the foyer. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, give me another luck roll. Okay. Uh, 46. That's a six. And my luck is 65. So I'm cool. So you, you go down, um, you pass in front of the stairs down to the foyer have no issues uh, getting by. You don't, nobody, you know, the maids or anything are, uh, or the maid or the, the waitresses are, are passing by. Uh, and so you kind of get to the other side and there, there are two other rooms. Okay. Which, which door do I come to first? Uh, if you keep going straight, you'll get to room number two. Otherwise you kind of have to turn uh, the corner a little bit and uh, you'd have to go to room number four. Now this one does look over into the foyer. And so there's probably a bigger chance that you would, um, you know, if somebody walks by, they're probably going to see you right there. All right. So I would, I'll, I'll go towards two instead, just straight down the hall. Okay. So you start heading towards there. Uh, give me a listen roll. Oh, uh, 89. I don't think that's good. Uh, so you you uh, continue down. Yeah. Uh, okay. You, you continue down the hallway, uh, getting to the door to room number two, uh, and it, it's uh, closed. Okay. Um, I will put my hand on the door and uh, see if it's unlocked. Yes. And open it just a little bit. Uh, you open it just a little bit and you hear noises coming from inside of the room. Oh. Uh, these are noises of a woman moaning. Sex moaning or? Yes. Oh, okay. I'll close that door. Uh, I don't want to. And it probably sounded like she was right there. So. Um, Is there another door farther on this in the straight line? No, that I mean, there there is, uh, but based on the configuration of Zoltan's room, you suspect that it leads to the bathroom, to another to another washroom. Well, then I I'm going to turn around and and uh, put on an act as I get to the the banister, and then I'll I'll go back down the stairs. Okay, so you start heading back down the stairs. Yeah. Uh, the the other four of you, uh, by this point in time, you've all kind of. Uh, gathered uh, in or near the parlor uh, back together again. <sighs> How's your little date going, Father? Don't be cute, Carolyn. Uh, I, I'm going to, uh, unless, unless you have something to import, I'm going to grab another bit of gin and see if I can hide from her in the conservatory. It might be dark enough there. Um, it is I'll tell you one thing. Oh, yeah. She said that the Hungarian goulash is cooked by the maid who came over from the old country. So they're probably spreading tales on some level. I raise an eyebrow at that. Uh, one thing that, that I've kind of noticed, uh, Father, is the more affluent people seem to be invited by Zoltan to these where the more people of lower standing seem to be invited by Ariadne. It's quite a, yeah, uh, a lot of 
lot of social climbers here and maybe people on the rocks, and yet they have a bigger party every week. Um, Eugene uh, is, uh, his neck is on the chopping block to be Ariadne's next one night stand. Yeah, there's Apparently a, uh, there's a bit of a process where they're working through young men. Yeah, that seems to be, there's also, there was also a seance that seemed to go awry. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I don't take much stock in the supernatural as you know, but it seemed to have been caused quite the stir and disturbance. Uh, anger Zoltan quite a bit. Well, he seemed uh, charming, and Dr. Benz thought he was legitimately upper-class Hungarian, at least, right? Yes, um, Hungarian, at least. Upper-class, I'm not entirely certain, and by this point, I've, I've extricated myself from Mr. Rabbit, so he's not hearing any of this. Right, okay. Um, as far as I can tell, he's certainly Hungarian. He certainly has the manners to suggest nobility, so I think that, at least, is genuine, but as but I've only spent five minutes with the man, so I can't say for certain. Well, I can tell you, um, and, and as long as nobody else can hear us, I've been upstairs. I've have been you in, now? I've been in Mr. Uh, Zoltan's room. Um, he does have an amount of cash in his wardrobe, a couple of thousand dollars. Really? Um, that's... That's not so unusual. I mean, he must have some money. Mm. Um, I also noticed that he, we're, uh, Harvey, we're going to have to look up somebody named Hal uh, Portland in uh, Boston. Apparently, he has a meeting with Mr. Portland on Thursday uh, at the park near his office, and he says he'll have the $200. So I don't know what that's all about gambling or paying him for something or it may be how portland interesting it's also uh i saw the maids room there didn't seem to be anything unusual there uh it's as spartan as you think that it would be and there's apparently i was hoping to get mr ariadne's room but there's somebody up there um engaged in <laughs> You know. this, this is a bacchanal, Mr. Armand. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't go inside or disturb them. But if Miss Ariadne's down here, then who's, who's up in there? there in her room? I mean, I'm well, guessing that it's her room. There's a couple of other rooms, but it was too dangerous to get to them because I'd be seen. There's also downstairs seems to be where a lot of uh, drug use is going on right now. Oh, re oh really? Yeah quite a bit like the door down to downstairs there's smoke of that kind billowing out of it ah uh, like certain times in the dorms i see i don't know what else is going on down there but uh good well, what know. if what if uh what if eugene's down there maybe we should somebody Certainly should a possibility especially if chexley uh, was into the uh uh into the reefer if i recall garland yes yes he he was um i would assume that eugene and gordon would run together in these places and i certainly haven't seen him up here and it's not something that he would miss so They're unless unless eugene is a 
accompanying the uh, the lady upstairs. He's I'm pretty sure he's downstairs. So I think we found him. All right, I'll I'll I'll, I'll go. Would you like someone to come with you? Yeah, probably. Let's say this. Uh, why don't you uh, uh, go down uh, if Harvey can point the way, and I'll give you you know six eight minutes to either bring them up or I'll come down and I can pretend to be an, a paternal authority. Oh, that sounds kitchen. reasonable enough. <laughs> All right, right through the kitchen. I don't think you'll be able to miss the door. All Follow right. the wafts of smoke. Right, is it yeah, only just... Garland going? Seems that way. Okay. Uh, are, you, are you going to, or are you just going to? I think you'd rather intimidate the young people, don't you think, Mr. Yeah, Allen? well, let the young guy go. Yeah, same and, thing. And, and I certainly can't. I work at Mr. Tonic, so the moment I show up, they'll scatter. Uh, I'll say to uh, Dr. Bounty, at some point you did notice um, Professor Morgan kind of uh, leaving the party. Um, I, I'm while you weren't in the room when this happened, you, you certainly would have heard about it. Uh, you know, something like that happens in a party like this. It, you know, everybody starts talking about it at least for a couple minutes. Um, oh, do I have the gossip to take with me later? I never liked him. Uh, so, so Garland, you you head into the kitchen. Uh, it's very easy to find the door to the basement. As soon as you open it, you are just kind of assaulted with the smell of marijuana smoke. Uh, <laughs> as you head down the stairs into the basement, uh, you the, the, the stairs kind of go down and then they like curve around and, and go down a little bit more as you kind of turn the, the corner to go down. Uh, you see in front of you kind of leaning against, it, it looks like there's uh, a... A wine rack down there. Uh, this is partially for storage, partially to, to for for wine. Although the the wine rack is very um, uh, very uh, sparse. Uh, but as you go down, you can see uh, leaning back against the uh, the wine rack and uh, against some boxes are both Gordon Checkley and Eugene Wilcox. Uh, they have lit up a joint, and as soon as you walk down. Uh, they both immediately recognize you uh, and say, uh, Garland, oh, I didn't know you were had been invited to this party. Please, you know, come join us. Uh, it's Gordon talking. Uh, this is a, uh, well, it's been causing quite the, quite the stir, it would seem. It's quite an interesting event. It is. Uh, and, and Eugene, you know, smiles and, and says, oh, absolutely it is. You know, I, you know, we've been coming here for weeks. Have you, have you seen Ariadne? I have. She's quite a catch. It would. She, she is. Uh, you know, all most of the the men here are, are kind of hoping that yeah you know, she chooses uh, them tonight. I'm sure you've heard about her bacchanals and how she is her with free love and and all of that. I have, but I've also heard that the people that she chooses don't tend to return. Oh, I, I don't know about about that. Uh, it, Eugene says, uh, if, if they are, it's because they're, they're heartbroken. Uh, you know, I, you know, can't even remember who, who has been here before. Uh, in fact, and he kind of, he starts laughing. I can't even remember who, who's been here earlier tonight. And he, he takes another, um, uh, 
smoke off of the joint uh, and actually uh, passes it and offers it to you. All right, I'll, I'll take it and I'll, I'll hold it for it for a second. Um, but I, I'm not going to puff it, but I want to keep talking until they kind of get distracted again and then pass it along. Okay. Uh, it, it, you know, it's, it, that's, you know, pretty easy to do. Um, you know, they're, they're, you know, for the most part, you know, kind of talking, you know, nonsense, um, you know, just random things. Uh, the, at one point, uh, Gordon, uh, looks at you and, and says, so, uh, what, uh, what do you think of the, the Vargas? You know, it's, you know, having, you know, an escaped, uh, royalty right in our midst and getting to, to intermingle with them. It's, it's quite amazing. It's, it's for, you know, the movies, I, I think. Yeah. It, it, it's quite the interesting story. Um, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm not surprised somebody's writing it up right now. They could sell it. Oh, absolutely. And Eugene kind of, you know, spits up or starts talking. Uh, and he goes, yeah, you know, uh, I can't believe that, you know, anybody, he starts to actually get upset and um, a little bit uh, aggressive. He says, you know, I, I can't believe anybody would, would ever not believe their stories or would, would ever think that they have anything but, you know, uh, such good intentions. Uh, I mean, you know what I would do? You know what I would do if I found, found out um, that, you know, they were like that? Uh, he kind of steps back, reaches into his coat pocket and pulls out a, a Derringer and starts waving it around the room. You know, I, I would, you know, bang, I'd shoot them. Uh, and he just, at that point, he reaches over, grabs the joint, just starts laughing uncontrollably and kind of, you know, puts the gun back uh, a little bit into, into his coat pocket. Oof. You've built up quite a passion while I've been away. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I've, I've grown up. I mean, and, and so have you. So uh, you're right. You, you've been gone away a while. Why, why have you come back? Uh, just uh, spending some time with my father uh, over the summer. Oh, okay. I, in, the, in the school. Oh, so. the, great. Uh, do you, uh, you know, are, are you going to be back for long? You, you, are you going to be coming to the party next week? Oh, I, I, I believe so. Um, you know, unless of course I'm, I'm chosen tonight, in which case I'm destined to never return. Uh, with that, Eugene just starts laughing, uh, you know, kind of uh, even more uncontrollably. He's like, oh, it's, it's, it's Garland, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, no, no offense, but, you know, you know, this is your first time here. I mean, I, I've been coming for, for weeks and you know, trying to get Ariadne's eye. You know, I, I think I think my time is tonight, so I, I don't want well, to. Well, uh, Eugene, if you want to catch your eye, you're not going to do it in this wine cellar. You know, let's get, let's get you out. Let's get you, uh, you know, go ahead and give me a, uh, persuader charm with it, uh, with a bonus die, um, whichever is higher for you. Charms a little higher. A 45 against 30. That's a lot of luck. So, uh, he, he, at first you see him looking at you and, you can kind of tell that the the uh, slow drug addled brain of his is starting to process what you're saying, and then Gordon passes him the joint again, and he's like, "No, I'll I'll stay here. The bacchanal is going to happen soon, and I'll come up then." So, well, we we'll six or eight minutes. What do yeah, we I'll think? And I'll be conferring upstairs, having fetched a, a, oh. a gin and tonic. 
I, yeah. yeah, this is about the right time, uh, six or eight minutes. Yes, I'd say yeah. go right, right about now. Well, I'll, so downstairs, I'll, I'll stand up. And I said, well, I'll see you at the Bacchanal, and we'll see who are Ariadne picks, the one who she's seen upstairs more, or the one who's been down here uh, enjoying themselves alone in the dark, and I'll walk away. Uh, you, you can, yeah, as you start walking away uh, towards the stairs and up the stairs, you can hear Eugene and Gordon laughing, uh, and Eugene kind of yells out, yep, we'll, we'll see, we'll see who's the, the winner tonight, continuing to laugh. Uh, so you make your way up the, the stairs about this time, Thaddeus. This is when you enter the kitchen. You see a garland uh, come out. Um, well, you're alone, but you uh, look intact. You smell like an old skunk. <coughs> I hate the smell of that stuff, but... Uh, I mean, when his parents were worried, uh, I think they were on to something. He's a... Uh, He's gone a little uh, touched in the head. Uh, yeah, let's go to the kitchen. Um, so it seems like uh, their concern about uh, you know family fortune being snagged by Europeans is less relevant than his uh, reefer mad friend just hanging out in the cellar with him. Yeah, Gordon. Uh, Gordon's just. I think he just likes the company, uh, but Eugene, uh, he got himself all worked up about people thinking ill of the host of the of the Vargas, uh, even has a gun on him, waving around quite irresponsibly, I might add, but uh, they've got a passion worked up in that boy like none other, so... I mean, if Ardiana says jump, I'm sure he'll ask how high. I wonder if uh, we should just uh, shove a matchbook under the door at 1140 and let them stumble in the dark when the uh, bell is rung, you know? I mean, I was hoping we could drag him out of the party by 1130 and take him home, but it sounds like he's belligerent and possibly dangerous himself and others. Yeah, how are we going to handle this? Uh, so far, so far, this just looks like a bunch of ex-rich people throwing a party. I haven't seen anything really illegal here. I mean, they're using some illegal drugs, but meh. Well, we're all drinking alcohol, which is technically an illegal drug at the moment. Quite irresponsible use of a firearm, though. Well, you know, drunk people people on drugs and we don't even know if it's if it's loaded right i mean the lag could be showing off airing chairs are usually 22s the biggest problem Rarely here is that we're they're trying to come between a parent and their child and the child's old enough to make decisions for himself that, that is true he's just uh he just seems quite uh Enchanted by this whole situation. Yeah, uh, which seems common. to be caught up in the excitement, the romanticism of it. Uh, Certainly. It's quite the in, it's quite the entrancing story, if, if you don't look any deeper. 
granted, from what I've been able to dig up, it appears that most of it is genuine, but... But look, even if we... Even if we take Eugene out of here, and what the heck are we going to do? Take him back to his parents? He'll just come here tomorrow. Next week, at least. Yeah. Next week, yes. Or whatever. Yeah. I guess we I just mean, have we to hope that, that somebody else is uh, chosen tonight and sends him spiraling. Garland. Oh, not me, father. Uh, now your competitive spirit has gotten you into trouble in the past. I was Every about to say, uh, Mr. Vandermolen, in my class, you've certainly showed that spirit yourself when it came to papers and presentations. Well, you know, the, the look on uh, <laughs> the look on Eugene's face if I was chosen over him would be priceless, and I would treasure it forever. But I, I, I don't believe I've had enough of a conversation with Ariadne for sure to even remember who I am. Uh, Most likely not. Dr. Benz, hmm? if I was meeting you for the first time... Yes? Um, extend your hand as a, in a greeting for me. Would this be a no role keeper? Uh, no, I would say you would know what to what to do. Okay. Um, without thinking too, too much about it, I extend my left. Okay. Now, do the Hungarians have a different custom that you're aware of? To your knowledge, they do not. Uh, no. Mm -mm. As far as I'm aware, it matches American custom, yes. Well, Miss Ariadne, when we first met her, she extended her right hand. And really? I thought that a bit odd because a man extends his right hand. Hmm. And she was, she was raised in Hungary. Yeah, she have, has European and have no reason and would not would have no reason not to know that. Now, granted, um, when I spoke to Lord Varga, he did mention that Ariadne, to his uh, in his opinion, was trying to distance herself from her from her European mannerisms, but that wouldn't extend to her handshake, I don't believe. Right. Uh, and I also noticed this is very odd, but I found long uh, brunette hairs in Mr. Uh, Zoltan's bed. Interesting. Well, I mean, either it's a... I, it might mean nothing, you know. Well, maybe, maybe, I mean, perhaps that's where these bacchanals are consummated. Could be. It could be. We still and... don't know what this is going to be. Has anybody asked anybody what to expect? No. There's, there's a, a gong is rung. Everybody kind of gathers. She descends the steps and she chooses somebody. And then there's a chant with it too, I think. They say Some sort of prayer to Bacchus. Yeah, and then she takes whoever she chose back upstairs, and the party continues on. The rest of the evening, I believe. Well, I'm not going up if she chooses me. <laughs> and Although, given that, uh, as you said, what you heard upstairs, I wouldn't think that. Uh, I wouldn't think it terribly strange if Lord Varga had a lover. No, I, I thought about that too. I mean, we're all 
we're just humans, you know. Mm -hmm. But what has me concerned is that none of the previous people that have gone up with uh, Adriani uh, have shown up afterwards. Well, that's what we've heard, but I mean, we don't really even know how true that is. We have no experience. Uh, I mentioned that to Eugene, and he didn't seem to mind. But then again, he doesn't really seem to be in mind of anything. Uh, uh, they all, like everybody them. seems to be intrigued with the concept. I, I mean, let's, what are we talking about? Having sex with Ariadne. That seems... Most likely. It just seems like party stuff, not like... I mean, she, what's the big deal? She's... Well, an attractive lady, but attractive woman. Young They're lady. Young, but people are young. She doesn't seem to, you know, she doesn't think old people, she thinks young people. Yeah. Um, she, Keeper, can I do a no rule to see what I might know about, like, what the symbolism behind this Bacchus rite might be? Sure. <laughs> Seventy out of eighty-five. Uh, you know that it just kind of what it sounds like, you know, you potentially when it was first started in, you know, ancient Greece, uh, it was used as a, um, a ceremony to um, worship Bacchus or, um, you know, exalt him. Uh, however, you know, as time has gone on, it's very commonly been used to basically as an excuse to party to uh perform you know uh, yeah. yeah exactly you know to to act outside of what the cultural norms would be to as an excuse okay. to you know do do whatever you want okay so there's a very decent chance that this that that is right might not even be honoring bacchus anymore um right and it's just a and it's just a pretense to have these parties where people can do what they like and not actually be honoring the god it's supposedly uh, well, in worship of. I mean, I don't know for sure, but are there any people that actually worship the ancient Greek gods anymore? The Greeks have been mm. Christian for 2,000 years. Well, yes, so. th th this is true. Um, the Romans as well. I'm. Yeah. Bacchus, in fact, you know, I should probably have mentioned before, but Bacchus is the Roman name of, Di of Dionysus. Right. Um, and it's just, it's wine. I mean, I've seen pictures, wine, um, usually satyrs running around with gigantic mm -hmm. penises. Yes. And, and young <laughs> yes. women with, you know, naked women running around. It's all, mm -hmm. it's rites of spring. The it's, uh, yes. Right. Fertility of, and passion and transgression and all of that but for them yes. it wasn't for them it was just a springtime orgy you know a celebration right. of, of Bacchus now it's just mm -hmm. an excuse to have an orgy right as you're having this conversation uh you know you, you're all uh in in the parlor you hear from the foyer a gong sound with that, everybody kind of stops. Uh, they, they look around and the gong sounds again, and everybody starts to make their way into the foyer. Well, I guess here's the show starts. Here we are. It's not midnight, I guess. Uh, you, you look, it, you're right, it's not midnight. It's, it's probably, you know, maybe quarter after 11. 
Um, and, and but you know, it, their own rules. Exactly. And uh, as as you're standing in the uh, in the parlor, uh, Glenda comes in, um, grabs your arm and starts pulling you to the foyer. Oh, it's about to start. Please. Uh, the, the, uh, the invocation of Bacchus. You must see it. I'll I'll, I'll help you through it. Uh, is uh, have Eugene and Gordon come upstairs? Uh, are you heading into the foyer? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so so uh, as everybody in the house starts to gather in the foyer, uh, you can see that sitting on a table uh, that has been set up at the bottom of the stairs is a gong uh, that uh, the Frida the maid is is standing next to. Um, everybody uh, starts to gather, and Eugene and uh, Gordon uh, also, you know, come in. Uh, Eugene kind of gives you this sly smile uh, as he does. I'm going to kind of position myself near the door in the foyer so that if everybody starts taking off their clothes, I can step outside. Okay. Um, I'm going to put myself in a position where I can sort of observe the room as this is all going on. Okay. Sort of observe the, the dynamics between all, all these people. Okay. Um, with that, uh, as you start, you know, positioning yourself around the room, you know, everybody kind of gathers into the room and you see step out as you look upstairs onto the second floor, uh, the, the one door that Benjamin did not go into opens up and Ariadne steps out. She's wearing a different dress this time. Uh, in fact, this dress is, um, a white, uh, but it's almost see-through. Uh, it's very uh, transparent. Uh, and she starts walking down. Uh, she walks to the, the top of the stairs. Uh, she has a glass of wine in her hand and she raises it up and, and says, to Bacchus, pa uh, patron of wine and revelry. With that, the, the crowd, uh, everybody in the room raises their, their glass up in the air and says, to Bacchus. Uh, all in unison. Uh, as a response to that, Ariadne uh, says, to, li to love, to life, to youth everlasting, to immortality. And she raises her drink again. And as again, as in response, everybody obviously has, has done this before. Everybody raises their drink and says, may our bell never toll. And everybody takes a drink. Um, everybody give me a spot hidden. 44, that is a success. Argue. Fail. So those that succeed, um, notice that Zoltan is, uh, he's, he's kind of in the room, uh, but he's more kind of standing in the doorway between the foyer and the, the sitting room, uh, almost as if, as if he, you kind of get the impression maybe he doesn't approve of this, uh, but you know, he's kind of positioned himself so that he's just kind of watching everybody and not watching Ariadne. Um, Ariadne though, she, she starts to walk down the stairs, uh, from the upstairs down into the foyer, uh, uh, hamming it up the whole time. You know, she's taking each step, smiling at everyone. Uh, you know, uh, and she, as she gets to the bottom of the stairs, she starts looking around specifically at all of the different men. She starts wandering around the room, smiling, holding her drink out. Uh, and as she passes, she stops in front of Garland. She kind of reaches her hand up kind of, you know, uh, does Garland have a beard as well? 
Sure. All right. So she she starts stroking uh, uh, your your beard, um, smiles, kind of leans into your ear and says, "We've only just met tonight. Come back next week." And with that, she turns around, starts walking away from you directly towards Eugene Wilcox. Uh, she walks towards him right past, uh, as she does this, she walks right past Stuart Portman and Bartholomew Apley. Remember, these are the two uh, men who were very intoxicated in the sitting room, who were really hoping that they were going to be the ones who were chosen, walks right past them, right up to Eugene uh, puts her hand in his hand and starts walking, leading him up the stairs. Um, as, and of course, as he does this, um, you know, still kind of, you know, he's uh, obviously uh, high uh, still. He kind of looks back, finds Garland. He finds you in the crowd and just smile, has the biggest grin on his face. Um, she leads him up. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, she leads him up the stairs, uh, kind of turns the corner, and you see uh, both she and Eugene go into her room, and the door shuts. Almost immediately, uh, everybody um, starts talking. Uh, they start drinking. Nobody is taking off their clothes. Uh, everybody is just um, kind of dispersed. Once this has happened, everybody you know kind of takes this as a cue to continue on with the revelry. That's it. And uh, um, something more, Harvey. Uh, I think that if we don't try to get Eugene out of that room, we're not doing Wilcox's the favor they ask. I he hasn't he's an adult of sorts with rights. Um, but clearly, you know, what they're worried about the fortune, but I'm concerned that there is something else that is at risk here. Do we risk offending everyone at the party by trying to bust it up? Or do we just um tell the Wilcoxes that uh, It'll probably be a short-lived affair, and she'll never see him again. Well, it, it seems like that's what ends up happening with these people she picks. It's a one-night stand, and then it's broken off. So it's a hard lesson. Usually, they need to learn the hard way. It's hard if it going on for some time. If, if a young man disappeared every week, we'd know about it. Not like they're chopping their heads off and yeah lighter to hungary they're probably just dismayed down in the dumps and they'll if, get back to their life if you think something nefarious is going on did you notice old sotan over there wasn't really interested in this ceremony yeah i noticed that too if something's going on he would know about it yeah what if we just say well yeah after he has his fun we're going to have to take him home because his parents want to see him. I like will, that approach. He will stop whatever's happening it's, if he thinks he's it would probably In that case, it would probably be best if I talked to him. I can keep it discreet, shall we say. Just say you're a friend of the parents and that you're kind of keeping an eye on him. Mm, certainly. Yeah. 
He's, he's still, you know, as the conversations uh, have started back up, as the, the groups have started to go back to the rooms that they were in, uh, he's still in the, the sitting room. You can hear, you know, while the Bacchanal was going on, the piano stopped. You can hear it start back up. Um, I'm going to basically head over sort of toward him, just following the flow of the crowd. <clears throat> and once I'm in earshot, I drop into Hungarian sort of under my breath, uh, being like, um, I'm actually here on request of um, the young man selected tonight's parents. Um, we're, we're watching to make sure that she's not. Okay. Right. Yeah, I'm um, not too far away. They're rather that they're, they're concerned for his safety. And it seems that perhaps you and I may work in a similar purposes in this regard. Uh, he says, I, I'm not sure I understand you, uh, what, what you mean. He looks intrigued as, as, you, as you say this. Mm. Uh, still in Hungarian, I say, um, as head of her family, I believe you would still have the authority to break up this assignation, should you not? Oh, okay. I, I see. I see what you mean. Wow. Uh, well, you know, Ariadne is, and he's speaking to you in, in Hungarian. Um, Ariadne is uh, just having her, her fun. You know, I've tried to put a stop to it, but I found that with, you know, the, the way that she is, you know, it's best to just let her do this. Uh, it, it's a phase she's going through. Nevertheless, uh, when she's done with him, I suppose, we would like to be able to take him home after. Oh. So, if at all possible, if you could ensure that, we would be much obliged. Oh, absolutely. You know, just, uh, I, I, I see, see what you mean. Uh, obviously, you know, I, I would not want any, uh, you know, any, any harm socially to come to this young man and and so you know with that uh you know you can absolutely you know take him home i i understand that he he did look a little uh you know worse for the wear as as he went up a, as well oh and uh by the way i also say in hungarian um if you ever get the chance please speak to dalton abbott i believe he would love to put your story out there to for the for the masses to read this may, in fact, get more support to your cause if he can uh, uh, ex if if he can convince them that uh, the, the loss of your the loss that all your losses could be uh, could be uh, fixed, shall we say? Uh, yes, Mr. Dalton, he's very uh, enthusiastic, and I, I have been meaning to talk to him. Uh, about the the story, uh, but you know my, my guests here are um, uh, more important, and I, I I promise you I I will uh, I will absolutely uh, talk to him. Um, give me a you you have Hungarian as a skill, correct? The I language. Do. Go ahead and give me a role in that. Uh, Forty two out of seventy one, which is a regular success. So as you're talking to him, you know, you're, you're having this conversation um, as he's talking about Dalton, he when, you know, 
when he goes to, to say something uh, in, in, in you're having this conversation in Hungarian, um, you realize that as you're having this conversation that he, he kind of messed up when he was speaking Hungarian in that, you know, w- when he meant to say that he would talk to him, uh, he, he said it in a way where, um, I'm trying to think how to, how to put this, where uh, the words that he said for, let's say, like talking um, and, and translated in Hungarian didn't don't quite translate that way. It, it's meant, to, uh, you know, it, it was like he used the wrong verb for for talking, um, mm-hmm. which, uh, you know, immediately strikes you as odd as, because a native Hungarian would not make a mistake like that. Uh, something just seems off about that. But before you can think about that anymore, um, everybody in the house uh, hears a loud bang and a crash from upstairs. Everybody on the first floor, all of you, uh, immediately recognize that crash as a gunshot. I swear. God damn it. I in Hungarian, <laughs> very uh, nastily. Zoltan immediately. Yeah, you you start running up the stairs. Zoltan is right on your heels, and I'm right on his heels. Okay, I'm definitely wanting to see this because uh oh, this is bad. Okay, Eugene. Uh, well, uh, Thaddeus and and Benjamin, what are you doing? Uh, Following right behind. Okay, um, you all you know start running up the stairs uh frida the maid is kind of standing on uh, at the bottom of the stairs she looks very shocked uh but uh zoltan uh just makes his way he makes it up there before any of you he gets there a split second before all of you uh you're right behind him he goes to open the door to ariadne's room goes to open it pushes it it goes in about an inch maybe two and then slams back on him uh, he looks shocked at this. All right, I I try to shoulder my way in through the door. Okay. Uh, go ahead me. and give me a strength roll, and any anybody uh, else who's, who's there. Okay. Yeah. Is there is there another way in through a bathroom? Uh, not into that room okay. uh, that that you know of. Being I was right on the heels there, right basically side by side with Garland, could I assist? With a bonus or something yeah uh go ahead and and roll again and in fact um uh it, well actually you know with the, the three of you there uh kind of pushing on it with, with zoltan as well um you you start pushing on the door and you you can feel it like springing back almost as if there's something like pushing Locking back it. on the door itself uh but finally after you know maybe you know 30 seconds of pushing as hard as you can whatever is holding it just kind of snaps and the door just slams open uh you all stumble a foot or two into the room um benjamin and dr bentz and thaddeus give me uh spot hidden rules 41 as a pass. Not not Garland. Sorry. So so Harvey and, and Garland, you two are are have gone into the room. The other three of you give me spot hidden rolls. Hard. Hard roll. Okay. Uh, and Thaddeus. Fifty-nine is a fail. Okay. So uh Dr. Benz and Thaddeus, you are both just, you know 
eyes, you know, wide open, looking into the the door. Uh, Benjamin, you notice something uh, as you get to the top of the stairs, um, not in the direction of Ariadne's room, not down that hallway, on the opposite side of the hallway, you see uh, somebody at the end of the hall trying to open the window. Um, I'm going to immediately run in that direction. Okay, so you, you start running down there. I'm uh, guessing Gar that it might be the boy trying to get out the window. Okay. Eugene. Uh, Garland and Harvey, as you, uh, you two and uh, Zoltan go into the room, um, actually the, the four of you, everybody except for Benjamin, give me a sanity check. Huh. 83 is a fail. 36 is a pass. 23 out of 60, I pass. So if you passed, you lose nothing. If you failed, you lose 1d4. Uh, as you look into the room, you see uh, lying in the middle, uh, lying down on in the middle of the, the floor uh, on an oriental rug is Eugene Wilcox. Uh, his derringer uh, is lying next to his body uh, and Blood is seeping out of his head. You can see from where you're standing a gaping exit wound uh, from the top of his head. Uh, Zoltan no. is wide-eyed, shocked, looking around. He goes, where's Ariadne? Uh, and you look around the room and she's not there. Although you do see that the, uh, uh, the bedroom window is uh, open. Uh, Benjamin, you you start running down the 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 uh, um, right, and I yell I yell Eugene because I think it might be Eugene. Uh, you look uh, and you get kind of halfway down there yelling Eugene. Uh, the um, as you get halfway down there, you realize it's not Eugene. And as soon as you say that, the 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 person uh, spins around, and you can see that it's uh, Stuart Portman. Is it Stuart? Uh, uh, yeah, Stuart Portman, uh, the one who was kind of, you know, spurned. Uh, he spins around um, looking very, uh, you know, shocked, uh, scared to see you. He says, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm leaving. And then starts walking do? down the hall. I'm going to pull out my gun and say, stay where you are. He, he looks shocked. He says, I don't need to justify myself to the likes of you. Uh, if, if you have an issue, take it up with my lawyer. I'm, I'm leaving. Uh, and he kind of makes a, a step forward, but then, you know, still sees the gun in, in, in front of you, in front Don't of him. Just stay where you are. Uh, what, my lawyer will hear from this. What What did you do? I, 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 I did not do anything. Going back to the, the, the other four of you, I, uh, uh, what are you doing? Uh, uh, I lost three points of sanity, so I'm a little uh, just <laughs> um, deer, completely deer in the headlights. Um. I'm dashing to the window because that seems a little bit strange. Like, what do I see? Do I see anything? So you go to the window, you look out the window, um, looking down on the ground, you can see Ariadne lying on the ground. Uh, remember, you're on the second floor. Right. Um, Zoltan kind of rushes uh, over to you and look, looks down as well. Down here. Uh, Caesar, as soon as you say that, he immediately bolts out of the room, rushes downstairs, uh, going heading towards the outside. Uh, uh, I, I, I spin back and yell to the rest of them. She's on the ground. I think she fell from the balcony. Uh, she needs help. Uh, yeah. Harvey, help uh, me restrain Eugene's this guy. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm in the bedroom with, with uh, Eugene. Mr. Right, Vandermolen, I'd go over there and sort of look, 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 
Mr. Vandermolen looked at me. Uh, he, 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 he's hurt. He's hurt. We gotta... Mr. Vandermolen, I grabbed him by the shoulders and forced him to look at me. You see that wound? He is dead. There is nothing we can do about no, him I, now. I should have done something. I. We didn't, we didn't have time, boy. We didn't have time. Come out of the room with me. Uh, I, as I'm looking around kind of in a date, can I see what was blocking the door? Uh, you look towards the door and you can see that there is this like uh, narrow strands of this odd, sticky, white, rope-like substance um, that has been stretched over the doorway. When you push the door open, that that's what was uh, holding it shut. You, you must have snapped it. So I, I'm down there, but I'm yelling. Harvey, I need you. Okay, I be able to hear me. Yeah, Eugene's yeah. clearly dead, so I'm going to leave that and head down to assist uh, Benjamin. Uh, what? So I can. What is this? What is going on? <laughs> nothing good. Nothing good. I assure you. But there's nothing so, we, can do, we, we can do here. As as Garland kind of are you kind of like pointing at it or? Yeah, you, yeah. I'm like. All right, so uh, Garland uh, points at this, uh, Thaddeus and uh, Sybil, you uh, both see this as well. It's like the the inside of the, the door on the inside of the room, you can see that this like white ropey uh, thin strands have just been stretched all over the inside of the door. Uh, it took the force of the three of them to kind of snap it open. I sort of approach and kind of take like a, you know, sort of feel what this, what is this? You you feel it and immediately it beca- you feel how how very extremely sticky it is. Uh, you you kind of pull your hand back and you, it it takes a little bit of effort to pull your hand back. Um, go ahead and give me a uh, edu roll. Uh, so, so was it no idea yeah, no. no whatever whatever that is. Uh, Thirty five out of oh that is a hard success. It reminds you of how spider webs feel. This would be a very large spider. And but with that, the, I'm sorry. Go on, I'm all, sorry. But it's the only thing I can think of that would even, would even uh, possibly make something like this. And, and obviously looking around the room, you see nothing like that. But the three of you, uh, you know, are staring at these, you know, like spidery, uh rope-like uh you know webs that are there and before your eyes as you're staring at these they begin to dissipate and disappear with that that is where we will end today our players included david gasway stuart lightly uh jen obertaz morgan llewellyn and myself with tyler hudak as the keeper of the secrets we have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members, you can set up private games, you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.
Just cast an eye while by in her direction. Oh, me, oh, my, 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 that perfection. I repeat, don't you think that's kind of neat? I ask you confidentially, ain't she sweet? 